The Power of the Word is brought to you each week by the support of our partners and friends. Last week on Power of the Word. God's manipulating circumstance favorably for His plan for your life. Well, I don't see it. Well, I know that's why we have to walk by faith. You know, we read those heroes of faith. <laughs> they walked with God. That's what faith is, walking with God. Sometimes we complicate it and sometimes we make it a little too tedious. But really, faith is just believing God, trusting God, trusting God to do what you can't do and knowing He has a plan for you and He has a purpose for you. And God is making up a trophy case in heaven. Amen. Every great journey begins with a single step. Do you have everything you need to take that first step or to keep going when the road gets hard? Discover how to have the faith you need for your journey through life with Dr. King's series, Faith for the Journey. You can have a book full of God's words, but the only ones that come to pass for you are the ones that you agree with and come out of your mouth. If you believe in your heart and say with your mouth what he says, then you can have what he says. You can receive this insightful three CD set for a gift of $20 or download the MP3s for $10 and learn where faith begins, the importance of the words you speak, how to energize and increase your faith, how to make faith a lifestyle, the significance of walking in love and forgiveness, and much more. To order this series, go to poweroftheword.com or call us at 1-800-956-4433. And so sometimes the things that you don't think are significant, they're so significant you can't judge it. You don't, you don't even have a way to measure it. And see, sometimes through the routine, the mundane, the pedestrian way that life goes on, we have a hard time seeing the significance of maybe what's going on around us. Sometimes we have a hard time recognizing it. Amen. You find over here in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, very important. Now, Throughout eternity, these trophies are going on display, and they'll be remembered. Now, see, we have insight into that in Hebrews 11. But, folks, the books are still being written. The stories are still being yet to be told, many of them. Some have been told, but many are yet to be told. And one of these days... See, there are books in heaven. There's not just a book. There's the Lamb's Book of Life. That's where you, you know, your name is put that guarantees your salvation. But there's lots of other books. I've heard that there's a book of destiny for each one of us. Now that's an interesting concept, isn't it? See, God wrote your destiny in a book before you got here. He has a plan. I have a plan for you. I have a destiny for you. 
You don't know it yet. See, you're discovering. You know what our problem is? We're ignorant. Well, I mean, you know, and, and, and we all are. There's just things about life we don't know. We don't, we don't know. And uh, we walk by faith, not by sight. And we trust the process. I heard one uh, young man saying just the other day, it really struck, struck me. Uh, I actually, it was in a teaching, and I actually uh, saved the teaching. A lot of times I'll erase them and you know, move on. But I saved this one because I wanted Nora to hear it. And, and the thing that he said, he said, how, and he's asking a person much older and much wiser in the faith and in the things of God, how do I get to where I see myself? How, you know, there's things that you see about yourself. How do I get into that position? How do I position myself? And the advice was just keep walking. Well, I got to jump. I got to make a hurdle. I got to make a leap. I got to do this. I got to do that. See, that agitation is not God. You, you show yourself faithful where you are, and you do what's in front of you to do. And God has the ability to get you where he wants you to get to. How do you know you're in the will of God? You do it every day. Did you do the will of God today? Well, as much as I know, well, then you're in the will of God. You don't have to leap out here and say, well, how do I get in the will of God? The only way you can get out of the will of God is not to obey what he told you to do today. That is the will of God for you. You say, well, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not where I need to be. I'm not getting there quick enough. Well, you don't have to get there quicker than the time. See, when you're 18, you're not supposed to know what you know at 30. You're not supposed to know it. Why? Because we grow and we mature and we become. And I didn't know at 50 what I know at 60. But I thought I knew it at 30. <laughs> you know? And uh, a lot of growing up is just learning how to trust. And learning how to trust the process. And the more anxious you are, the less you're actually walking in faith. Enjoy your life and learn how to do it. Amen. Now we come over here to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse number 14. He said, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus and make it manifest his Savior, uh, the, the Savior of His knowledge by us in every place. So God is allowing your aroma to reach out and go everywhere, and you become His trophy. Amen. Say, I'm God's trophy. I'm God's trophy. And so God has a plan, and it's a better plan than the one you have. And when, now this is important, really important. Amen. I said, amen. amen. Are you paying attention to me? Yes. Are you really paying attention? Yes. Or are you just pretending to pay attention? Right. Oh, are you really paying attention? All right. But sometimes when relationships, I remember when I was, uh, you know, uh, in, in high school, you do all the stuff that you do, you know, the, you know, the, you know, you go on dates and you have girlfriends and all that. And, you know, sometimes that's really important. Well, not sometimes. That's important all the time when you're that age. That's what you live for, that. 
Can we go to the dance? Can we go to the show? Can we go to this and go to that? You know, and all that, you, you know, you want to be in. And I remember, you know, just like all of us, you have relationships that they don't always go right. You ever had a relationship that didn't go right? That was weak, but the, <laughs> the ones of you that didn't at least moan or groan or something, you're lying, but the rest of us, you know, we know. Amen. So we all have relationships that they don't seem to just always go right. And I remember being in a relationship and somebody said it was puppy love. And I heard Billy Graham talking about that. He said somebody told him he was in a relationship that was puppy love that he, he, he had to get rid of. And he gave the reasons why. He said, he said people might have called it puppy love. He said, but to the puppy it was real. You know, and so it is. You know, it's a real thing at the time. You know, when you're, when you're 17, there's one way of thinking that's a little different than when you're a little older. You follow what I'm talking about? But you see these relationships, they don't just go always the way you want them to go. And there can be some hurt attached to it. <laughs> and, uh, I, I, well, I was at a restaurant. This has been... Oh, a few years ago, and I had a we had a guest speaker here, and uh, we were at this we're in this restaurant, and uh, there was some people came up and spoke spoke to us, and just you know hello, nice friendly thing, and uh, anyway it was one of my old high school girlfriends, you know, okay, <laughs> and. Uh, Anyway, this, this guest speaker that was with me, I won't use his name. It was funny. But um, I told him, I said, that used to be one of my high school sweethearts. He said, aren't you glad God saved you that? <laughs> I said, well, <laughs> I said, I probably wouldn't have said it just like that. But <laughs> now that you mention it. <laughs> But the point is, you know, you come out of one of those relationships, and I remember being in one, and, and, and you know, for whatever reason, it wasn't working. And right on the heels of that is when I met Nora. And so what seemed bad didn't really end up in the grand scheme of things. There's the pain of the moment, but when you get down the road, it's just a blip on the screen. It means nothing because God's working a bigger plan and he's planning your display. He's planning your trophy expression. And see, that may have been a part of something that had to kept you out of the trophy case. You understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, had to stop what God had a plan. So when a relationship goes wrong, God has a better plan. When a job goes wrong or plays out, God has a better plan. Faith in God will get you the things that you need. And you don't have to worry about it. So enjoy your life. When the house you wanted to buy, that's a big one today. Well, we didn't get it. Well, God has a better one for you. Amen. We find in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 
verse number five, he said, therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsel of the heart. And then shall every man have praise of God. Now, if you read that out of the new living, this is a real interesting way it puts it. He said, so don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time. See, there's a lot of things that we judge in the moment. And God says, if you judge it in the moment, you're going to miss the big picture. Look, I'm working a plan in you, says the Lord. Let me work my plan here. Set that on the side and trust me. When things don't work out, it's not always bad. When things don't go, well, I'm using my faith. I was using all my faith and I wanted that. Well, maybe, you know, now listen, faith in God will only secure for you what God has for you. Faith in God trusts the process. Well, I wanted it. I know. But stop and pause a minute. He's working a bigger picture. He's working a bigger thing. So he said, so don't make judgments about anyone ahead of time before the Lord returns, for he will bring out darkest secrets. Hmm, that's interesting. He'll bring dark secrets to light and will reveal our private motives. Then God will give to each one whatever praise is due. So what God's saying is if you judge something before it's time, you don't see the hidden. You don't see the hidden agenda. You don't see the motive. You don't see the dark thing that's hidden back in. Sometimes relationships don't work because people have got motives. They got something they want that maybe is not good. Well, I wanted that friendship. Well, maybe that's not the best friendship to put you in the trophy case. See, God wants you to be that commemorative. He wants you to be that medal of honor. And these things sometimes are in our way. And so sometimes when we think, well, you know, I I can't stand it. I should have had that. I used my faith and I didn't get it. Trust God. It's never over till he says it's over. And remember this, he'll never say it's over till he gives you his best. You're settling for half-stepping and he wants the whole enchilada. You'd settle for half and he wants the whole. You'd settle for less than he has for you. When he was on the cross, you were on his mind. He's got a plan for you. Amen. Barbara's prayers were answered when her husband, Julius, came to know Jesus as his Lord and Savior while watching the Power of the Word broadcast. Sadly, Julius passed away soon after, but Barbara is at peace knowing that he made Jesus his Lord and Savior and that soon they'll be reunited in heaven. Hi, I'm Carly, I'm the producer here at the Power of the Word, and we often hear of individuals coming to know Jesus as their Lord and strengthening their relationship with Him through our broadcast. God is doing incredible things in this ministry, and it is all made possible by our faithful monthly partners. We truly, truly cherish your partnership. I wanna ask you today if you would consider becoming a monthly partner with us. When you partner with a ministry like Power of the Word, the blessing on that ministry comes into your life as well. Becoming a partner is very simple. Just go to powerofthewordcom slash partner. Call us at 
888-865-4433 or text GIVE to 865-978-6380. From all of us here at Power of the Word, thank you for your partnership. So we don't judge anything before the time. Often our frustrations are because we're short-sighted. Often we want a relationship or a relationship goes wrong and we, we're, you know, we're broken-hearted. Well, I understand. But give it time. God's working something better. You know, every time, every, every time something doesn't work out just the way I wanted it to, I always say, God's got something better. God's got something better. Amen. Job plays out. Give it time. He'll always, always cause you to triumph. He's leading you into victory all the time. He always, always, underscore it, always causes you to triumph if you don't stop early and quit. You mean every time? That's what he said. Always. That's why I sign, you know, that in the books. He always causes us to try. Not half the time, always. We always win if we don't quit. Amen. <laughs> sometimes there are hidden motives, sometimes there are secret agendas, sometimes there are schemes and plans that we don't see. Now listen, setbacks are not defeats. Delays are not denials. Changes are only mid-course corrections. Failures, so-called, are merely learning opportunities. Amen. It ain't over till you win. Ever. Well, I don't believe it. Well, then you don't believe the Bible, because I did read that out of the Scripture, you know. It wasn't my words, His words. Say, I never lose. I always win. Now you got to give it time, though. Don't judge it too quick. Stay steady, stay firm, and do the right thing. How do I get to where I want to be from where I am? Just keep walking. That's your act of faith. Get up in the morning and go do your stuff. Go do what you know to do. And don't quit. Amen? I said amen. Praise God. You listen to this verse from Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 11. They've even written songs about this. And uh, it's interesting. And it talks about there's a time and season for all things. And he sums it up in Ecclesiastes 3.11. He said, He hath made everything beautiful in His time. Also He has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. That, that, that's, that's, a, that's a really charged passage of Scripture. He said, He makes everything beautiful in His time. So everything about you, child of God, He's making beautiful. Piece by piece by piece by piece by piece. He's sanding on you. He's rubbing on you. He's polishing on you because you've got to go in the trophy case. You've got to be on display. We can't have, we can't have a tarnished gold cup in the trophy case we got to polish on this one. we got to rub a little extra on this one because this one is going in the center of this display. That's you. That's you. Mm -hmm. 
So he may have to work on you a little bit, form you a little bit. So let him do it. Now listen to this out of the Amplified Classic. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has planted eternity in men's hearts and minds. A divinely implanted sense of purpose working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. God, what a passage of Scripture. He's planted eternity in you. We look at short-sighted stuff. We look at the job we lost. We look at the relationship that's gone south. We look at things we can't understand and don't know why. But God's put an eternity in you that's bigger than anything going on around you. And He's taken you to a place of victory. He always causes you to triumph. <laughs> He's taken you into His victory in ways that you can't even imagine or think. He's got plans for you that you know not of. Amen. Amen. And my microphone is coming off my ear. I was with somebody the other day. And they said, well, why do you always wear your glasses when you preach? I said, because if I take them on and off, my microphone comes off. <laughs> so I put them on and don't move them. Amen. I got this. I'm wired in, guys. Everybody say, pastor's wired today. <laughs> Amen. So God, listen to this. Now listen, He's planted eternity in your heart and your mind. A divinely implanted sense of purpose working through the ages, which nothing under the sun but God alone can satisfy. He makes you dissatisfied. He makes things uncomfortable. Why? Because He's working a divine plan. He's got you on His mind. Amen. Now you look back here now. In the Hebrew to the Jewish mind, the word coincidence is not even a word. It, 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 it's, it's not even a word because coincidence is something that we think of as happenstance. Two lines intersect. They coincide, which is where you get coincidence. Two things come together in a unique, odd, not necessarily understandable to the human mind, but they come together in a certain way and say, hmm, that's coincidental. Isn't that a coincidence? Well, to the Jewish mind, that's not even a word. That to them is a God event. Coincidence is not even anything that we should ever think of. There's no such thing as coincidence for you. There's a divine plan. And He's at work. Now listen to this from Proverbs 16, 33. He said, the lot is cast into the lamp, lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. Well, that's good. Says some good things. Now listen to it again out of the Amplified Classic. Are you listening to me? The lot is cast into the lamp, lap, but the decision is wholly of the Lord. Now listen. Even the events that seem accidental are really ordered by Him. So you think your life is an accident? And you think these things that come and go are just, well, it's the devil. If you trust God, the devil doesn't have access to you. God will create circumstance for you that will lead you. Listen, 
His plan is to get you to that display in heaven and for eternity that says, your life was put here. It matters. It's honorable. I've got something for you that's, that's a divine display. Now, God has his divine trophy case, just like we read in Hebrews 11. And my brother and sister, you're in it. Now, let him do it. Don't get anxious about it. Don't be troubled when things don't just go the way you think they ought to go. When somebody weaves in and out of your life that you think they were there forever and then they aren't. Or that job that you'd planned on retiring from and it's gone. See, I think in this whole pandemic lockdown and all this stuff, there's been a lot of people that have had to really reevaluate a whole bunch of things. But it's okay because God holds your life right here. Don't be worried. Don't be concerned. Trust, believe, He is your provider. I don't care what's coming down the road. Faith in God will overcome it. I don't care what it is. I don't care what it is. Well, aren't you worried? No. What about inflation? Well, what about, what about it? Did, is, did God suddenly fall off of His throne? He's still God, and He's still in charge, and He still loves me. Amen. Point at yourself like this. Do it like this. Two fingers right here. Say, God loves me. And He cares about me. And He has a plan for me. And I'm in it. He's engaged with me and in me. And nothing this world can do can change any of it. I'm in God's plan. When, I, when He was on the cross, I, I, I was on His mind. Mm, He's got a plan for you. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, there's a very, very important list of people in God who have done great and mighty, wonderful things. We call it Heaven's Hall of Fame of Faith. You could call it Heaven's Trophy Case. Well, that chapter, even though it's complete and entire in its own packaging, that concept is still living on. And throughout eternity, there are gonna be people and events and all these things that are on display to inspire others and to bring um, a story to bear on the past that is relevant to the present and the future. And when we read Hebrews 11, we see these heroes of faith, but the important thing about that is this, those people that are in that chapter, they're being added to as we move through the church age and through life in general. And you are chosen out by God to be one of his trophies in the kingdom to come. He wants to put you on display, but not just in the world to come, but even in the now. He wants to make you a witness for his glory and for his revelation in the earth. And so God wants you to be that person that he 
picks at and on in a special way to tap you for his honor and glory. God wants to make you one of his trophies. Allow him to do it. You have a destiny in him. Starts with Jesus Christ. Pray a prayer, receive him as your Lord. Let him be your Lord and Savior and begin your march toward your destiny in God. God bless you. See you next time.